0: The RV Show USA Hi, it's the RV Wingman and welcome to today's podcast. Before we begin, make sure and download my latest free RV report. It'll save you thousands when buying or selling an RV and prevent you from being ripped off. My latest report is available now at FreeRVReport.com The RV Show USA
1: Start living the
0: and welcome, everybody. Glad you could join us. Alan Warren here, the RV wingman. Pull up a seat around my virtual campfire where we're sitting around talking about RVs and camping and just good old-fashioned fun with some of today's most popular RV influencers.
2: The RV Show USA. Start living the RV dream today.
0: This virtual campfire is brought to you by the RV Dealers I Trust Network. RV Dealers I have personally vetted. RV Dealers I Trust. I think you can trust them too. Check them out at RVDealersITrust.com. The RV Show USA. Start
1: living
3: the RV dream today.
1: And welcome to
0: the RV Show USA, everybody. I hope you're getting in the holiday spirit that the... TV news isn't getting you too depressed. My suggestion, turn it off. little of that goes a very long ways, but welcome to the RV Show USA. I'm Alan Warren, the RV Wayman, and today you'll meet a man who lives off-grid, and I mean he and his wife literally and figuratively live off-grid, and I find him most interesting. I think you might as well. Our friends from the Happy Camper radio show, Skip and Daniel, are diving into something that sounds pretty cool called... CamperAlerts.com. We'll also have a best of segment from our friends at The Camper Report that I think you'll enjoy. But first, you're about to meet a camper who has pretty much perfected penny pinching when it comes to camping. And I say that in a most positive way. Carolyn Higgins is a full-time RVer who lives in her motorhome and boondocks much of the time. She's also got a very nice YouTube channel called Carolyn's RV Life. And she says that camping is a whole lot more fun when you take the stress out of it, like the stress of spending money needlessly.
3: Hack number one is saving gas. Gas prices are on everybody's minds these days. So my number one, actually, I have two tips here for saving gas. Number one is use an app like GasBuddy so that you can find places along the way where you can get the cheapest gas prices. Actually, I have three here. Don't drive over 60, 65. I read recently that every mile you go after 55, your gas mileage decreases exponentially. So the slower you drive, the better you're gonna be at saving gas and the lower, of course, your cost is gonna be. My biggest tip though for saving gas is just don't travel a lot. If you're coming out here out of necessity, just don't travel a lot. Find an area that has everything you need with enough national forests that you can move the minimal amount of miles, the minimal number of miles, every two weeks. So you can have, I've talked about this before, you can kind of have a rotation. You're here for two weeks, you're someplace else for two weeks, you're someplace else for two weeks, and then you can go back to your original spot. Most national forests say you can stay two weeks and then you need to leave for 30 days check every national forest to make sure but find an area that you enjoy that has everything you need and just do a circuit in that area don't do a lot of traveling I don't spend that much when I'm just traveling in one region so that's my number one hack for saving money tip number two for saving money living in an RV or anywhere for that matter is to make sure you get an affordable cell phone plan and number three boondock instead of paying for expensive RV parks like I said, follow the rules, go to National Forest, Bureau of Land Management, and all the other places, and I'll put a link uh, of suggested videos in the video description. I've talked all about how to find free boondocking and all the places that you can find boondocking. So boondock, instead of staying sp- in expensive RV parks or campgrounds, even an annual state park pass is going to cost money, whereas boondocking isn't going to cost you anything. So boondocking and dispersed camping is a great hack for saving money. The fourth hack I have for you for saving money is to find free dump stations. Dump stations have gotten more expensive since I've been on the road. Some places you might have to go to an RV resort. It can be as high as $20. So if you use an app like Santa Dumps, You can search out free dump stations. Sometimes I notice in New York, the water treatment plants have free dump stations. Some states have free dump stations at their rest areas. I know, what was it? Alabama has them at some rest areas. Georgia has them at some rest areas. There's a couple states in the West too. So that's it. Use an app like Santa Dumps, which is free, to find free dump stations, and you can often get free potable water as well. So that's my fourth tip for saving money living in an RV. Number five, buy what you can afford. If you're just starting out, or even if you're already on the road and you've got these hefty payments that are, uh, you know, a constant choke around your neck every month you have to make an RV payment. It might be time to think about getting rid of it and downsizing to something you can afford. But if you are planning your RV life and just starting out, don't go for the $100,000 rig that's going to give you a three, $400, whatever, a month payment. Buy what you can afford. And as you save money living in an RV, which hopefully you will, you will then be able to move up. So start off with whatever you can afford, even if it's a van. If if eventually you want to live in an RV, but RVs are really expensive right now after COVID, start with a van. Live in a van for a year. Save enough money so that you can then trade up. So just buy what you can afford and say no to debt. Say no to payments. That's the Huge way you can save money living in an RV. Number six, stop buying expensive detergents and soaps. And face care and makeup, for that matter. <laughs> I don't know. I see a lot of women in the RV life who still like to wear makeup. For me, that was a, a, a joy and a liberation to be able to get rid of that living in this life. But even things like soap and detergent and laundry detergent, you would, be, you would be amazed at what vinegar can do. White vinegar, apple cider vinegar, and you can get a big thing for a couple bucks. So try to find alternatives to the things you're used to buying the commercial things that you're used to buying that are super expensive and you would be amazed I can stay clean without all the fancy soaps and fancy face I don't use anything fancy on my face I use soap and water you don't have to necessarily spend money on really expensive commercial brands to stay clean and to keep your RV clean number seven and this is for women stop using so much toilet paper Have you ever thought about how much toilet paper women use compared to men and that adds up. So take a tip from backpackers and just use a P-rag. You can use a handkerchief. You can use, uh, there's that <laughs> They actually sell P-rags that are uh, antibacterial, microbe, whatever. But they're expensive. You don't need that. On the trail, all the long hikes I've done, I've used a P-rag. It's a hanky. You use it, you hang it to dry, you rinse it out every day, and it's fine. And you're going to use a lot less toilet paper, which is going to save you a Um, a lot of money in the end and tip number eight don't throw a lot of your vegetable scraps away you can make soups you can make sauces you can make broths if you're a meat eater use every part use the bone Use the fat use everything to make broth you can make soups ahead of time and put them in the freezer and just don't be wasteful with any food that you have or any food scraps you know try to use every bit of food that you have and there's a common misconception that eating healthy food is more expensive than eating prepackaged canned foods and things like that. That is not true. You can buy rice, you can buy potatoes, you can buy vegetables, and you can make big, huge pots of soup, put them in the freezer, and have them easy to grab when you're traveling. And that's going to cost you, in the end, a lot less than prepackaged um, processed food. So that's tip number eight. Tip number nine. Conserve propane. So, here are things I do all the time to conserve propane so that I, in the summer especially, I can go a month, maybe longer on 10 gallons of propane. It's pretty good, right? Propane runs my uh, refrigerator and my stove, and my heat, and my water heater. So here is my hack for saving money on propane. I never turn on the hot water unless I'm going to take a shower. And I don't take very many showers. I usually sponge bath, sponge bathe, as often as I need to. Here in the humidity, I need to do it a lot more. But just sponge bathe. What I do is when I'm boiling water for my coffee in the morning, I boil a little extra. I put it a couple cups in a bowl. I wet a washcloth, and that's how I bathe. So don't turn on the hot water unless you are going to take a shower. Uh, same thing for dishes. I just boil a little bit of water for my dishes. The second thing that you can do to save propane in the winter, instead of turning on the heat, bake something. So you get double duty out of your propane. It's going to heat your RV up and you get dinner at the same time. And hack number 10 for saving money living in an RV is to maintain your vehicle. It costs a lot less for maintenance than it does for repair. So check your tire pressure regularly. Check your brakes regularly. Change your oil every 5,000 miles. Check your fluids. Just maintaining your vehicle is going to save you a lot of money in the end.
0: So what do you think? And what tips do you have that can help us save money when we RV? Again, as I said at the top of the segment, Carolyn Higgins has a YouTube channel. And for anyone who thinks that solo women camping is too difficult, Carolyn breaks it down by talking about the ups and downs of full-time RVing, obviously with a woman's perspective. You'll find her on YouTube under Carolyn's RV Life. But of course, we have a link to her as well at VRVShowUSA.com. Back with more after the break. Helping you to learn so you won't get burned he's back on radio again and welcome back to the rv show usa everybody i'm alan warren the rv wingman if you're a camper you know that finding a good camping spot today is easier than it has been for the past couple of seasons now there are many apps and websites that can help you plan ahead Well, there's a dude, this smart dude that knows programming, that's come out with a program that can help you find the perfect campsite the minute it becomes available, even months in advance. Our friends at Happy Camper Radio have caught up with Thomas Vaughn from CamperAlerts.com to learn more.
4: Thomas, you have a a new program here, uh, relatively new. It's uh, called CamperAlerts.com. And from what I understand, if uh, you have a particular campsite in mind, and I know uh, I myself personally, uh, there's there's one or two that I always go back to. But you just never know when the window of opportunity will open up for you to book that site. Uh, you have a website uh, called camperalerts.com that actually takes care of that for the customers, don't you?
5: Uh, I do, yeah. It, it um It will do a few things. It does what you just said. Um, You can also just search for a a campground and just say, let me know if any site becomes available. But like you said, you can also drill down to a specific site or maybe uh, the way I like to use it is some of our campgrounds that we go to have, uh, say, waterfront sites. Maybe there's five that are on the waterfront and we like to kayak. So I'll select any of those five. If any of those five become available, it will send me an alert. Um, so there's lots of different options like that. You know, I
4: find uh, a lot of people that go camping love to uh, be right by the water, and I'm one of them. <laughs> you know, any time that I I try yeah. to book a, a a campground on Recreation.gov, which is you know one of the programs that you know we feature here on the program constantly, um, yeah, I always try to get by the water if I possibly can. I like to be by the uh, bathhouse. Why? Because <laughs> I don't <laughs> use the bathroom in campers. You don't use the bathroom in campers. I'm, it's it's my religion. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 that that would be an interesting question for you, Thomas. Would uh, yeah near the bathrooms? Out. That's what I want.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's nothing on the site that will specifically do that. But if you look up and on say Recreation.gov, find what sites are near a bathhouse, then you can collect yeah. those um, on, when you're building an alert.
4: Yeah, and that's one of the nice things about uh, Recreation.gov that I have used in the past is, is, you know, they they do have maps on there. And you can actually zoom in to see, you know, where the bathhouse is, where the nearest playground is, or, you know, the the picnic pavilion or whatever the case may be. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a waterfront guy. So, yeah, that's one of the first uh, things I would definitely plug into your website. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about uh, Campers Alert, and uh, how, how did you get started with this?
5: Uh, sure. So, I at the beginning of the pandemic, I got my wife uh, hooked on camping, and as, as soon as we were done with the first trip, she said, "Okay, when can we go again?" And so I started looking and realized that uh, there's there's nowhere to camp. Everybody, everything's booked out. You know, six months in advance as soon as they open up. Uh, but I'm a software developer. And I thought, I bet there's people that have to cancel for, you know, life happens. There's lots of reasons. And I wonder if I can find a way to figure out when that happens and send myself an email. So I, I built that and kind of used it for myself for the first couple of years. And pretty much every campsite we booked was because of that uh, that program that I had written. And so then I started thinking, well, I bet there are a lot of other people that can use this service. Um, you know, specifically thinking about maybe people that only camp once or twice a year and maybe they don't have, you know, they can't book six months in advance because just the, their jobs or whatever in life keeps them from from being able to plan that far in advance. Um, and I didn't want someone like that to not be able to camp because, they, because of their life circumstances. So being able to set an alert, find out when somebody cancels and book, you know, something at the last minute could be really helpful. So I built that and uh, just started adding additional reservation systems. Um, So now we're up to five different reservation systems that it can check. Um, And we check anywhere from 15 minutes, every 15 minutes to every hour, depending on which level of an alert that you get.
4: Okay, this does it automatically?
5: It does. It does it automatically behind the scenes. You don't have to do anything after you set up the alert. Um, And it will, depending on which alert you get, it will send you an email or a text message. And uh, what that does, we don't book any sites for you. Um, what it is, you know, what we do is monitor uh, these sites, let you know when something's available, send you details on which which site or sites are available, and a link to um, the reservation site. And for most of them, it will take you straight to the page where you need to make the reservation. Now, how do um, so the alerts to it come, come to you?
4: Uh, do the alerts come by email, text message,
5: uh, either either one? Um, depending on, we've got three different levels of alerts that kind of give you additional options, and the high, the advanced, I'm um, sorry, the Pro alert uh, is the highest level, and it allows you to choose either email or text message as the uh, the delivery method. Um, the other two levels will send an email. Okay. Um, with the alert,
4: now does it matter if you're a tent camper, an RV camper, or motorhome? Uh, anybody can use your site.
5: Uh, Anybody can use it, and we actually just released a a big, uh, basically, version two of the site. So when I built this, we were tent campers, so it was kind of built with that in mind, and there weren't many uh, RVers could use it, but there weren't the kind of uh, filters that you need uh, to be able to make sure that you get a site that's going to work for you. So version two, what that did is add uh, the option to set filters so you can choose um, your equipment. So is it a tent or an RV or trailer? If you choose an RV and trailer, you can choose uh, some additional options like uh, the length of, uh, of your rig, the uh, whether you want hookups, what kind of hookups, um, full, electric only, uh, electric and water, uh, or just dry. And uh, we take all those filters in and then only send you alerts based on what you chose. So if you chose full hookups and a site becomes available that matches everything else, but it doesn't have hookups then we're not going to send you an alert. Mm. Um, but then, you know, if you don't care about that, then you don't set any filters and we'll just alert, alert you on any site.
4: Oh, cool. Okay. What does it cost?
5: Yeah. Uh, so the three different levels of alerts um, are the lowest level is checks uh, once an hour and it is $2. The uh, advanced level uh, kind of in between lets you choose, uh, it checks every 30 minutes. It also lets you choose one specific site if you wanted to check for it like you said you know you've got this one site that you love every time you go to this campground you can choose that one specific site and uh that one is three dollars and then the pro level is uh let's checks every 15 minutes lets you choose up to five specific sites um and uh also allows you to receive a, a text message alert instead of an email uh, and that one is five dollars and, sounds- and these are one-time payments that Okay, that's that yeah, that's, really that's one of the things that that makes us different is that a lot of these other services that do something similar will they're based on a subscription model, right? So they will charge you a certain amount per month or a certain amount per year, and you get more. Uh, maybe if you camp a lot, that might be a better option. But some of these people only camp you know once or twice a year, and paying forty dollars to be able to get uh, you know set one alert. Um, is, is not that great. So with camper alerts, you can buy individual alerts. Uh, so it meets your needs and, um, yeah, that's how that works.
4: Now, what if you don't find any sites available?
5: Well, uh, I think the way I put it on the site is, uh, on uh, uh, on the frequently asked questions on our site is, uh, I can't predict the future. Um, so I, <laughs> okay. I, you know, I don't know that, that, uh, whether or not someone will cancel, um, it does happen a lot. And like I said, I've been using this myself for over three years now. I think, I, I can count on one hand the number of times that it, an alert just didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, something opens up. Um, but what you're paying for is a monitoring service. And so it it, it is, you know, we don't guarantee that something will open up. Um, um, but like I said, most of the time something does. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, that sounds very interesting, and I I can see where a service like yours could be uh, uh, really valuable to people who are really into camping, especially, you know, if you you camp a lot and you're retired and you have the time available to do that.
0: CamperAlerts.com is the website. Maybe worth looking into, and the price definitely sounds right. By the way, I hope you'll check out Happy Camper Radio. Skip and Daniel live in the southeast. There are RVers who've got a pretty cool deal going. Again, they're called Happy Camper Radio. We have a link up to them from our website at TheRVShowUSA.com. And you got the RV wingman behind the wheel here. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is The RV Show USA. So here's a question for you. When you opened up your property tax statement last time, when you opened it up, I'll bet you almost anything that your taxes went up, your assessed value went up, and I'll bet almost anything you're not happy about it. Am I right? Well, the bad news is that I don't ever see that trend reversing, not ever. And that, I believe, is one of the reasons why people are giving up on a sticks and bricks home and choosing to live full-time in an RV. It's because homeowners especially those on a fixed income are being squeezed to death financially up now is a man who is not happy about what the tax man says, but it's more than that. Doug from off the grid with Doug and Stacy sees a much bigger issue. Like, like what you may ask? Well, how about the phrase we seem to be hearing a lot of lately in the future, you will own nothing and be happy. This is one of those stories where I introduce you to people that I believe have a cool perspective worth listening to. Just listen with an open mind.
2: In America, you now go to work, get taxed on your income, get taxed on everything you buy, get taxed on your house when you buy it, get taxed on your house when you own it. In Missouri, we even have personal property tax on our cars. So then I buy a car. I have to pay... Tax sales tax when I buy the car, thousands of dollars if you buy a new car. Then I have to pay personal property tax every single year on said car. Here we go. You're gonna own nothing and be happy. I'm gonna try to walk you through how I think they're gonna achieve the goal of you owning nothing and being happy a they're already programming it in the kids minds right like that schools and now with cars you know you can just hit an app and you can you know go get someone's car that they're not using you can use the car for a small fee and then leave you got the airbnbs uh, you can just pop in stay for however long you want and then you can leave Um, you have all this like ride sharing right so i have a friend of ours Uh, Who has a business with boats and it's the same kind of a thing They just leave all the boats there at the lake and then you have an app on your phone And if you want to rent a boat you just hit the app and then you just go get the boat and you have no cost of ownership, no storage. You don't have any of the maintenance, taxes, liabilities as far as ownership goes. And so the young kids, that's what they're getting in their mind, right? Like they don't want to own anything. They don't want to have to pay personal property tax and taxes and they don't want to be upkeeping the place. And you know what I mean? Like they're just seeing it as a convenience all the while, not understanding that they're, they're actually building no wealth. There's nothing to pass on to their heirs, to their family members, to their generations to come. It just all ends. When they're done, it's just it. They were just basically a consumer. And they just used, 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 used. Never built anything for longevity. You should be able to build up and be proud of what you build up and then hand it to your family, the next generation. What what have we done? (laughs) What has happened? Man, it used to be like if you read the founding fathers papers like that was their their dream. They envisioned Thomas Jefferson actually envisioned our country full of small landholders, people that made a living off of their land and then who got together and had a collective voice on worldly matters, if you will. Because they have a stake in it Today We don't have a stake in anything People are just waking up And going through the motions And it's And look where it's getting us Look, Turn on your TV Look where it's getting us They're sexualizing your kids now in the public schools Please I implore you If you have your children in public schools I don't care if you think it's the best public school Get them out of the public schools learn to live off of one income okay the mothers get home and raise your children that is the most rewarding most it's just it, it is your purpose <laughs> i mean it is it is your purpose that's why everything's so messed up cuz we're trying to operate off of man's purpose man's design and not God's design. But I got my tax assessment on this property it went up 110 percent. Last year's tax value was 38,260, and this year it's 69,380. I almost lost my marbles when I opened this up. I called our assessor immediately and spent over a half an hour on the phone with them, asking them how do, you, what are you doing, what are you even doing. <laughs> and he tried to give me the rundowns on, you know, how they do their assessments and, you know, following the state guidelines. And I just let a I let him have a good, hard dose of reality, you know, like on a best day, on the best day. That building will never bring in the money that he's saying, because I just live in this little town of a couple thousand people and so this this right here this right here is how they're going to do it they're going to raise the property taxes on y'all and you're going to be priced or taxed right out of your house okay please y'all I know we don't like to be involved with the government I know that but we're going to have to get involved it's time It's time that we get involved and we we have to make our... This is the first line of defense is going to the meetings and making our voices heard. I mean, I'm sitting there telling this guy, like, you're taking an anomaly and you're turning it into a, a regular event. Like, you're trying to take COVID and people leaving the cities because of all the tyranny that happened and coming up here and buying some property and overpaying for it. And then you're trying to use that data and punish me. A person who's lived in the community now for 15 years and has contributed to it and I'm trying to better the community so we have to get a handle on this Or you guys are gonna wake up and you're gonna be forced out of your property because you can't afford you can't you know it's not that you can't afford the insurance it's not that you can't afford to upkeep it's not that you can't afford the siding or the new roof but it's gonna be that you can't afford the taxes in America in America in America you now go to work get taxed on your income get taxed on everything you buy get taxed on your house when you buy it get taxed on your house when you own it in Missouri we even have personal property tax on our car so then I buy a car I have to pay tax sales tax when I buy the car thousands of dollars if you buy a new car then I have to pay personal property tax every single year on said car I mean, when is it going to stop? I have to pay tax when I buy food, tax when I buy clothes, tax when I buy gas, tax when I buy shoes, tax when I buy tires. So I just wanted to bring this information to you guys. But it is high time that we all start waking up and we all start getting involved and we start putting our foot down. Your grandkids and your great-grandkids are counting on you. In this moment right now because our grandparents and great-grandparents dropped the ball i said it they start they straight up dropped the ball they should have never let them roll in all these taxes on us never okay never so could this kind of thing actually happen
0: i know this segment wasn't about camping and RVing, but I think for many, you may be able to see the big picture. The saying that in the future, you will own nothing and be happy. It's a phrase that originated with the W-E-F. Don't believe me? Look it up. I wanted to run this segment not to change anyone's mind, not to bash anybody, not to criticize anyone, but to just bring up a subject and introduce you to some folks that I follow and listen to a lot. So what do you think about all this? Do you feel the never-ending financial squeeze? For those on a fixed income, it doesn't look good, at least from my perspective. Anyhow, is this the kind of material you're interested in hearing more of? Maybe so. Maybe not. Well, if you're like me, I hope you'll add Doug and Stacy to your favorites. Or at least check them out at Off Grid with Doug and Stacy. And, of course, we have a link to them from our website. Just go to TheRVShowUSA.com. And while you're there, make sure and add your name to our email list. Hey, it's the RV Wingman, and before we roll into our next segment, I want to invite you to join me around my virtual campfire on YouTube. That's right. The RV Show USA has a YouTube channel where you'll find the video version of today's radio show. And welcome to the RV Show USA, everybody. Alan Warren here. I hope you're enjoying the beginning of the holiday season and that you're spending some time with your family and friends. You know, the time between Thanksgiving and New Year's is a great time to get outdoors if you can. Campgrounds are less crowded this year, and you can probably save some money with off-season rates. All right, so this next segment is from the best of the RV Show USA. It's a story that ran earlier in the year. It's with our friends at the Camper Report who are not only talking about RVs, but one particular company that's also in the marine industry – they also talk about some pushback that some communities are getting that are saying no more campgrounds in our area.
1: In the last couple of years, our friends at Winnebago have kind of turned themselves from just an RV manufacturer to really an outdoor recreation company and uh, you know because they've got boating and they've got um, so many other ventures but the numbers are now starting to show that they're going in the right direction because so many people now are turning to outdoor activities as opposed to you know which include camping and and um RVing but um a lot of these people are doing this because they find that traveling by airline as you and I well know It's just not as convenient as it used to be. And um, you know what? They're doing more things outdoors. What do you know about that?
6: It's it's very interesting, but it's a sign of the times in terms of our own society. So there's so much pressure on cities and towns and government. You know, we've got rising crime. We got homelessness in the streets. There are a lot of things that put pressure on people in their daily lives. They have to, you know, go to work and look at these zones. They get you know criminals shooting up people on weekends. <laughs> it's not a good environment out there. So, and so you can but see, it's not
1: laughable. I shouldn't be laughing about. No, it, but, but you can reality. see why
6: they why they thirst for that weekend and their ability to get away. And we're going to going to the best place to get away is on the great outdoors. Whether it's yep. a hike, whether it's a boating trip, whether swimming down at the old swimming hole. So it, it's kind of a return to what life was like many years ago, but they're yep. seeking out quietness, camaraderie with people that have like-minded ventures on the weekend. Uh, so there's, there's a downside, you know, because of where society is, but we as RVers are not going to fix the ills of society. That That's yep. what we have government for. Government gives us the country and a safe country at that. Yep. However, as the RV industry... In the outdoor hospitality industry we give people exactly what they need at this time in our country's history and in their own lives
1: yep and you know there's a quote here from our friend mike happy who's the president and ceo of winnebago industries which again it's their um uh more than just rvs it's clear that interest in activities like camping boating and hiking continue to rise As more people become exposed to them and experience the benefits of spending more time outside. Now, you and I were flying back from the Winnebago meetings in March of 2020 when that thing called COVID was just going on. And since that time, from 20 to 22, 82% of Americans indicated that they participated in outdoor activities such as camping and hiking at a location away from home, boating, or visiting a state or national park. Now, that trend continues as 97% of Americans say they plan to enjoy outdoor activities this coming year, an increase from last year. So those numbers are continuing to go up and up and up. And uh, again, it's good for Winnebago because they'll sell more boats and they'll sell more RVs. But it's also good for Americans because, um, you know what, they're they're we became so stagnant that our activity was watching other things on TV. Now right. you get up to the great outdoors. <laughs> although
6: well, and, and although again, it's, it's the variety of ways that we allow people yep. to create. Yes. This is validation of Winnebago's investment in changing the image of the company to Winnebago outdoors. And that, that can be a grand design fifth wheel. It could be a Chris craft boat. It could be a valetta pontoon boat, but they are making they are making. Uh, I don't want to call them toys, but they're making RVs and boats that allow people to enjoy the outdoors more, as are many other manufacturers. But there's so many options between a regular campground, a luxury resort, a glamping resort. You can rent a cabin. You can rent somebody else's RV and go on a trip. You can go out and boondock because the technology is there. It's just. You know, everything's coming together at one time that as people are totally frustrated in their personal lives with their schools, their government, their cities and towns, that the the free time that they have off, they want to do something different, relaxing uh, and healthy. And, and, and like Mike says, the outdoors is a place to find health and happiness, to create cherished moments with the family and friends. That's what we do as an industry. That's what we do. So we're on we're on top of the mountain.
1: Okay, and we usually have good news here on this show. But you know what? You talked about glamping and camping and we were up. You know, you're you're in in Maine right there with that Portland headlight right behind you. Okay, we were camping up in Maine this weekend. And there are stories of communities where there are glamping and campgrounds planned that are now pushing back because that expansion from 2020 to now with the increase in um, demand for camping has made campground ownership very profitable. So as they continue to grow and expand, companies are saying, wait, 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 that's enough. And our friends at Terramore, which is part of KOA and Under Canvas, which is another company that already have existing facilities in the great state of Maine, New companies are coming in and trying to duplicate that. And the small towns are saying no. And um, even to the point where, when we were in Bar Harbor this weekend, our guest there told us, our host there told us that um, the town even wants to stop the number of cruise ships coming into Bar Harbor because it's inundating the town um, on certain days of the week when the regulars can't get around. So, you know, you
6: know. in fact I, I think uh, the day after you were there there was three cruise ships
1: correct in the Bar Harbor yep. and with and about 5,000 people.
6: Yeah, and and Maine is kind of unique because you got southern Maine which is the real touristy, you know, the New Hampshire coast, the Maine coast, Port, Portland is a major city. They're more like the rest of the urban uh the yep. the major city environments in the country. Yep. You got Mid Coast, but then you got the North Country. And in the North Country, that's that is still rural Maine. So and and Arcadia is up in that in that area. It's peaceful, it's quiet, it's serene. And a lot of the people up there are rebelling. They are not they are not voting. When these people come before the planning board, whether it's six glamping tents or six hundred R V sites, they're they're pushing back on it. A lot of yep. a lot of the projects have been delayed. And that's the benefit of you know town government. That's that's the yep. town what people in the town want. So as much as we promote the RV industry and camping and glamping tents, as we said before, all the things that we can do, that doesn't get them excited. That doesn't get the mainers excited. That's no. the road. to success by any up means. There,
1: right? I know there was one particular project. I forget the town, but uh, the the organization that wanted to develop um, twelve acres of camping on. 200 acres of total land, were told, that's too dense. So, you know, they were only going to use 12 acres out of 200, and the people pushed back.
0: There are indeed challenges facing the RV industry. A softening economy, uncertainty. Some communities, as you heard, are pushing back against what they may see as the overdevelopment of their area. And that's certainly understandable. It's a problem that will work itself out. Now, the good news is that people still want to RV. They still want to get off the pavement. They still want to escape to places that are peaceful. Unfortunately, those are not the easiest places to find. As we begin to wind down 2023, now may be a great time to look at another camping trip. Maybe even an off-season, over-the-holidays trip. As I mentioned, off-season rates can be quite attractive right now. Thanks to Bob and John with the Camper Report. You'll find them on YouTube or we have a link to them at TheRVShowUSA.com. All right, they're giving me the signal to wrap it up, but before we do, to get the latest version of my free RV report showing you how to save thousands of dollars when buying a new RV and learn how to not get ripped off, you can download it right now on our website. Yes, you can at TheRVShowUSA.com. And remember, if you're looking for a great RV dealer to do business with, I hope you'll check out those of the RV Dealers I Trust Network, providing the absolute best buying and ownership experience ever. Go to rvdealersitrust.com. And finally, a special thanks to you for joining me around our virtual campfire. Till next time, I'm Alan Warren, the RV Wingman. Be safe, have fun, play nice, and don't leave your good manners at home.
1: The RV Show USA Start living the RV dream Day.